You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast, putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy. Hey people, how are you doing? Welcome to the Sports Therapy Association podcast. I had to think then, it's been quite hectic getting ready for this particular one. We'll see why very soon. But anyway, this is episode 186 of the Sports Therapy Association podcast. My name is Matt Phillips, creator of com, And as always, this episode is being recorded live on a Tuesday at eight o'clock on the Sports Therapy Association YouTube channel, Facebook page, and also in the Facebook open group. If you are listening and joining us live from the Facebook open group, then you do need to give Facebook permission for your questions or rather your logo and ID to appear when you do ask questions live. There's a link in the post uh, for you to do that. You've only got to click on it once. But what I'll also do for you, because I'm just that sort of guy, is I'll also put it on the screen here. And you just, like I say, click it once and then you will be able to share your logo and people know who you are. Otherwise, it will just come up as Facebook user like anonymous. If you want to find it, just type in b.live forward slash comments hyphen, hyphen issue. So that's b.live forward slash comments hyphen issue. And once you do it once, that's it. Facebook will never ask you again. There we go. Right. So we are starting a three part episode or series called. Let me just get my sheet out. What is it going to be called tonight? How to set up a massage therapy business in which we're going to have a panel of experienced sports massage therapists and sports therapists who are going to share their experience and their tips on how to set up a sports massage clinic. Uh, part one, very shortly, is going to be setting up at your home, be it in a garage, a garden, or a room of the house. And then the next week, in what will be episode 187, it's going to be looking at setting up a clinic in a gym or some kind of similar enterprise, basically kind of renting or someone. And then part three in a couple of weeks, or episode 188, if you're listening to the podcast, is going to be looking at setting up as a massage therapist or a sports therapist in a mobile practice or concentrating on event work. So it's a series of episodes which we've had lots of requests for. So I'm really pleased that we're going to be getting this out there now. And if you are an STA member, if you're listening, and you like the idea of being on the panel, then what you can do is just email me, matt at the sta.co.uk. Obviously, we can't go back in time. You can't be on tonight's show. Impossible. But if you're listening before February um, next week, the... 27th then you could be in the episode about working in a gym or if you're free on march the 5th then you could be in the episode looking at mobile work and event work okay so feel free to email me if you want to be on the panel it'll give you an idea tonight about what we expect of you which is very little really before we start i must give a massive thank you to last week's guest claire boucher who joined us for episode 185 in the episode entitled or a Columba. I've realized that all my life now I've been saying Thrakalumba, thinking it sounds a bit like Barack Obama, but Thrakalumba, it's how I have said it. And no one's picked me up on it. Maybe because I'm six foot six. I don't know. But apparently it's not. Apparently it's Thora Columba. I always thought like thoracic and I don't know. So anyway, it was entitled Thora Columba, um, fascia and lower back pain. Claire should know because she's a lecturer of sports therapy and rehabilitation at Canterbury Christchurch University and a PhD researcher in the topic at the University of Kent. So I did not try and persuade her that my method of pronouncing it was correct that would be ridiculous mansplaining to a phd researcher and anyway but it is a fascinating episode a really good delve into the relationship between fascia structure and lower back pain as well as an insider's look into the interpretation of ultrasound 
with regards to looking at fascia. So I do encourage you. Obviously, it's available as always on your favorite podcast app. If you want to watch it visually, then you can go to YouTube and also you can either listen to it or watch it at the Sports Therapy Association website, which is the sta.co.uk. Right. There we go. Back to tonight's episode, which I'm very happy to say I've got a co-host tonight. So you're not going to have to listen to my voice for the next hour asking ridiculous questions. I'm delighted to be joined very shortly by the wonderful Nikki Mansfield of Mansfield Massage and Movement. And a lot of you will also know her through organising great CPD workshops and working with Born to Move, um, as well as probably other reasons. She's maybe a regular down your local, depending on what part of the world you live in. But yeah, many reasons where you might know our Nikki. So without further ado then, uh, sit back. If you are in the live lounge, then obviously you're welcome to ask questions throughout and take advantage of the great experience we've got here. But I shall now bring up co-host Nikki Mansfield and also the STA panel for tonight. You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast, putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Hi, everyone. Hi, fantastic so thanks for joining us the first thing to do really well, first of all i just want to say thank you for giving up your time for joining us and and, and sharing your experience i know it's going to be fascinating through our pre-chat before we went live and you've all got wonderful individual stories and successes and um, which we're going to talk about shortly but the first thing guests really is for our listeners to know and obviously tonight's show people listening to podcasts thank you as always it's going to be quite visual okay our guests on the panel are going to be sharing photos of before and after shots of their magnificent creations whether it's a garage conversion or or a shed in the garden or it might be a room that's been converted a pop-up room or something that appears in the house so <coughs> you are listening to podcasts and you're thinking oh this is gonna be great to get maximum value out of it i would recommend that you do halt now go to youtube sports therapy association youtube channel and watch it watch the recording because it's going to be quite visual we'll try and describe what's on the screen but i really recommend that you do if possible watch it on youtube so there we go right let's start with my wonderful co-host co-co-host nikki how are you i'm really good thank you matt really good wonderful sorry about the dig at your alcohol i shouldn't have brought that up should i it was a bit of a bad way to introduce you but if you again podcast people you will appreciate while we're smiling here not only she got no one ready to go into it you have to go to youtube to see why we're smiling (laughs) Uh, yeah thanks red wine (laughs) healthy glow very healthy (laughs) very healthy you always look very very well um and it's it's great to get to know you even more now you're doing cpd hosting and doing so much more and in the limelight everywhere so how's that all going for you because not only are a therapist magnifique you're also hosting lots of great courses i am really enjoying the hosting i i mean i enjoy as we all do sorry your shoes coming off no you're uh, fine sit back i'm on a stool <laughs> <laughs> uh yes i'm really enjoying the hosting i i, I love looking after people I, I kind of came to terms with that a year or so ago as actually that is something that is very very important to me and so i want to to incorporate that into what i do you know most of us do because we squeeze people and have them feel better but the co the, the the hosting of the courses is fantastic we've got another one this weekend i was only just on a course last weekend so march and april should be a little bit uh, a little bit less busy in that way but of course that's just preparing for the rest of them i'm very very fortunate to be hosting some wonderful educators which you're all familiar with amazing um, i do i feel like a very happy and lucky little people squeezer 
There you go. That's lovely to hear. And if people want details of all this, actually, where's the best place? Your, is it website or follow you on particular social media? Uh, so on social media, my personal account is Soft Tissue Nikki. So at Soft Tissue Nikki on Instagram. I'm just Nikki Mansfield on Facebook. And for the CPD specifically, it's at MMM therapy underscore training. <laughs> fantastic if you listen to the podcast then nikki just pointed to her t-shirt logo which was classic podcast material so again go to youtube if you want the whole always, experience always watch on youtube so <laughs> anyway listeners thank you very much for joining and i'm really glad you did join us because we're talking about a massage at home which you've got massive experience in which we'll talk about shortly uh, but also i've never i'm in mean, hands up i have never treated anybody from my home it's crazy no not professionally not even um, when you start, not even when you like you first kicked off and first qualified. No, because I've always, I'm from kind of a gym background. So mm. I started massage after being a personal trainer and a sports and conditioning coach. So I was always in a gym. I always had access to a room. And in fact, my family, my brother started before me. I was kind of bend him upstairs in the gym and he was mend him downstairs in the clinic. So we were bend him and mend him and it worked very well. <laughs> but then eventually I was like, I want to start mending them as well. So that's how I got into sports therapy. I already had a clinic waiting for me. So uh, I was very lucky. Easy, easy for me. So yeah, it's been really cool that you're here to ask our panel questions. Talking of which... In no particular order, we're going to introduce you guys to who else is on the panel. So let's go to Hannah. Hannah Tabran. Is that Hello. pronunciation okay? Uh, close enough. That'll it's do. fine. It's a sensible name. It's easy. It's, it's, fine, it's yeah. fucking thin, unlike <laughs> other people in here. So, yeah, where are you in the world and, and what, what, what's your experience? What do you do? So I am on the Norfolk-Suffolk border and I am a level four sports massage therapist. And for the last year and a bit, I've been working from a converted shed in my back garden which my husband insists should be called a log cabin. And I'm like, no, it, it is a shed, dear. It is a shed with ideas above its station, but it's a shed. But it's very nice. It's great. Oh, I really love working here. Love working in my shed. Fantastic. It's quiet and there are no children. We're going to have photo. Oh, straight away, we're going to the benefits of maybe, yeah, having a shed yeah. instead of in the house straight away. That's yeah. the sort of thing we're going to touch into. So great. Thanks for joining, joining us very much indeed. And let's go again in no particular order to oh, Joe Holloway. Oh, sadly, can't be with us tonight because we couldn't get sound sorted out. Sorry, Joe. But maybe you're in the audience. If you are around joining the audience, to make sure you share your information in there, Joe, if you are watching. And um, let's go to Louise. Hi. Yay, you got it right. <laughs> Only taken like three years, but anyway, <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah. Hi, everyone. So yeah, I'm Louise Asher, sports therapist and personal trainer as well at the moment. So I qualified as a sports therapist BSc honours at the University of Kent back in 2005. <laughs> that seems like a long time ago. I know I look so young, right? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and then I worked six years of doing that football clubs and as a mobile therapist up until 2011 uh, when my second child was born and it didn't really work with the children so completely went separately something else and then came back to this in 2018 and haven't looked back basically so I now work from home but I don't have a fancy shed or garage conversion or studio in the back garden. I have a pop-up clinic in my front room of my house. So it's a day room when it's not a clinic. And then when it's a clinic, it's my, it's the, it's the clinic for sports therapy work and exercise rehab. That's and amazing because I remember you telling me it was a pop-up room and all I'm thinking of probably because of my age, you know, a few other people are nodding. I'm just imagining one of those pop-up hooks. Yeah. Cardboard cutouts that you've got a couch. <laughs> yeah. And if you pull on a little bit of paint. <laughs> 
Pillow starts moving. Start. That would be cool. That would be cool, would isn't it? I can't wait to see. <laughs> if it was that easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, All right, and last but not least, thanks very much. And what part of the country did you say you're in? You oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm in Surrey. Tadworth by Epsom Downs, home of the racing derby. There you go. Wicked. Brilliant. Well, thanks for joining us, Louise. And then Steve waiting patiently there. Hey, Steve, how are you doing? Not bad at all, thank uh, you. Tell us about yourself and your setup. Well, well it's, it's really interesting. I'm just on the road from Hannah, just outside Norwich, in, in, and in a place called Blowfield. And well, you really are just really interesting. <laughs> it's really interesting, Louise. I used to yeah. live in Burheath. Used to live in Burheath. Oh wow, <laughs> that is so, that's where I am, Burheath, more or less. Yeah. So, so just so just down the road. Amazing. And um, up in Norfolk for or oh, getting on for good fifteen years now. And if I sort of thought about where, where would I sort of start, start a business, I looked outside, sort of went in somewhere, and the, the money that people wanted was absolutely astronomical. So I thought, right, I'm going to start in a spare bedroom. Business really started to grow and grow tremendously to the interesting thing. People would be coming up when they heard what we were doing and they were knocking on the front door. I thought, this has got to change. Our garage <coughs> head was not really fit for purpose. And looking at business rates and everything else, we decided to knock down the garage and to get a, a I think I'm going to word this very carefully now, a purpose-built shed for the purpose of treatment and activities uh, built. and. It's absolutely fantastic. I could not be happier. Well, I mean, so there seems to be a common theme here. I mean, you guys are just maybe naturally upbeat, but it seems you all seem really happy with your setup. Is that yeah, fair to say? Yeah. 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 All works for you. That's great. Which is something we want to talk about tonight, because obviously this episode is all about how to set up your business and at home. So whether it be a garage or in a room or in a purpose-built kind of shed, or you want to call it, or log cabin, according to somebody's other half um, in the garden. But yeah, but the, but the fact is, our, our expert, experts, here we call you experts, our experts here are all happy. So something's gone right, but I'm sure it was never plain sailing, and hopefully we'll cover some of those as well. I just want to have a little shout out to people who have joined us live. First of all, we got birthday celebrations for Brian Huxley, who's a regular listener, normally one of the first to the door. So happy birthday, Brian. Thanks very much for joining us. Many happy returns. Also, Penny from Soma Sports Massage Therapy, on the show a couple of weeks ago she actually forsook 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 forsake she gave up a cpd opportunity to join us tonight live as well so thanks danny yeah bless you thank you very much i hope we don't all let you down um compared to what you did think you're going to do um yeah so thanks and obviously everybody who's joined us live as well cecily hislop is here as well thank you glenn murphy john w and everyone else is in the room. Oh, Joe H. Nice to see you again. Um, so Joe Hill is here as well in spirit. So thank you. And Natalie S says, evening, I able to join, able to join live for once. So great. Right. Let's get down to business. Oh, you missed the bit that, that's not there. Nikki's great. You've got to read that one out as well. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's just read. Newsflash um, <laughs> from here, from Penny at Stemma Sports Masters Therapy. Nikki is great. I can't wait. There you go. That's from that. <laughs> Any, no, thank you for that. Right. So, yeah, let's get down to business. We are, it's going to be personal experience. So, before we do that, before we start delving into your own personal setup, are there any kind of overall bits of advice or things you'd like to say about just working at home as opposed to working 
in a gym or for somebody else? What are some of the overall advantages or maybe difficulties? However you want to start off the conversation. Um, well, I can start. So I used to work in a clinic, so I used to pay, pay, get, pay rent, I guess, to the clinic and get half the money of what I was doing all the hard work for. So working from home, you have less expenditure and you get your, you've got more flexibility with your hours as well. So there's two couple of advantages already. The difficulty I have, because it is in my actual house, is when my kids are coming in from school and I've got a client in the house. So that can be a bit awkward at times. That's that's generally the main thing. Or like my partner can't get dinner ready because I'm working in the front room <laughs> and it just has to all be delayed or, you know, that's the only difficult thing because I don't have a, a like a separate room. It's quite all open plan. But I use wall dividers, which I show when I share my screen. You can see that how it gets set away from everybody else, but you can still hear the background noise, but it's still quite private anyway. So, yeah. How long have you had that set up, Louise? Since COVID. <laughs> so really, when once COVID was done and we were able to see people again face to face, that's when I decided that actually, do you know what? I can do this from home. So it's much, much better. And yeah. Like, okay. So I've been doing it. So what, when COVID, I don't know, 20, 2021, I started doing it from home. Yeah. Yeah. But in the first time, first instance, when we we're doing the COVID times and we were allowed to work, it was like really restricted though. I had like loads of gaps between people and yeah. <laughs> I had no. Suggest, I'm interested, Louise. You yeah. mentioned that it's cheaper, obviously, than working for employee. Do you think? Some people who are struggling, because let's face it, we're all living in times where money is getting tight, shopping prices, everything, all the bills are going yeah. up massively, and we can't keep up in terms of raising prices to meet, you know, the increase and everything else. Do you think some people maybe don't necessarily think about working from home when it should be an option they consider? Do you think it could be a good step for somebody rather than just going, I can't do this anymore? Would it be a viable step yeah, for some definitely. people? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd say definitely. I think yeah. people overestimate how much how difficult it would be. A lot of people think there'll be a problem with insurance and there's plenty of insurance companies that they insure you. They assume there's some kind of council restrictions or and there's very few areas where some in some counties or districts you have to get a license to practice massage, but not not most of them. And usually you can be exempt if you're a member of a professional association. I know that that's true in an awful lot of the London boroughs. I think people assume that it will be too difficult and too prohibitive. And then also, you know, if you're, I'm fortunate, I live alone, so I'm the one who makes all the decisions in my house. Um, and it did make it easier for things like COVID because I used to operate out of my front room, which was dedicated in my old house. Um, so that's the only thing that ever went on in there. But when they raised the rule that said you can't uh, have clients if it's a shared entrance with the rest of your family, so that, didn't, that, wasn't, that wasn't an issue for me. But they are things to consider. The things we learned from COVID, I think, that would be good things to do in your business anyway to keep them a little bit separate um, and in case anything like that ever happens again. So I know make sure there's another a separate entrance and things like that. But it, it isn't as prohibitive as as a lot of people think. What about what about that topic of insurance? You mentioned that, and this is for everybody as well. I mean, I don't know whether you want to disclose how much you pay, but I mean, some most people have probably haven't got a clue. They probably think it's quite astronomical. But I, don't, I, I approached Balens when I thought, and I did it again, actually, recently as well, because I was changing insurer because one of, one of them stopped doing, doing it. And I spoke to Balins because I was going to get staff in. I ended up getting staff at my other clinic in the gym. 
I had to see if I could change my insurance to to have business visitors. They're called business visitors, one at a time. You tell them that you've got one at a time. You have some insurance companies say you've got a limit, so you can only have up to 10 single business visitors a day. Some insurance companies say three. Depends what they're going to be do, what access they've got to the rest of the house. So you can, if you've got lockable doors, that really, really helps. Uh, so then you have clauses in your insurance. So, for example, in my old house, different here because it's a locked separate place but in my old house whilst it was the first room when you walked in they they had free reign of the house you know they could knock me out punch me punch me lights out and and nick everything Uh, so you weren't covered for cash losses or anything from not being broken into but it's really reasonable Balin's were quoting like (laughs) 1200 1400 quid and my insurance cost 245 pounds my buildings, home, and contents, including the business stuff, it's less than 250 quid a year. Wow. And it was in my old place with me working in the living room, and it is now with me in a separate garage. You've just got to, you've got to answer the questions correctly on the comparison websites, and then when you go through to your insurer, make sure that all of those questions, because sometimes there's a little bit of where they haven't crossed over necessarily between one and another website, and then I just make sure I go on the chat so web chat and I just got all my questions answered so you have to say what category you're operating as mm-hmm. and I would mm-hmm. said healthcare and the man said oh can you tell me what you do and I explained it and he went now that's in the beauty so there's like a bit of me kind of went no it's bloody not <laughs> and he says no he said it is that's what I've got he said I've got a list of healthcare here and massage therapists is underneath there he said this uh, not healthcare uh, beauty he said if it's healthcare we can't assure you I was like oh I'm definitely oh, beauty yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting one yeah what else we got of insurers people how is, is that shock you that nikki is paying that amount are you paying a lot more or is that i don't think mine all I, I didn't even go on a price comparison website i just got in touch with the people that do our home insurance and uh-huh. said i'm building a garden office i'm going to have clients coming is that okay and again i went through on the web chat and there were lots of questions about are they going to be accessing the house is there a separate entrance yeah how many people are going to be there and they were like yeah that's fine carry on i don't Think didn't, my insurance actually went through in premium. Yeah, it's the same. I didn't think it did. I mean, you know, it's mm. a couple of years ago, and I have trouble remembering what happened two minutes ago. But yeah, if it did, it was negligible. It was enough that I was like, yeah, fine, not even going to look. Crazy, that's, that's yeah. yeah, it was not. And the mortgage again. I, you know, if you have a mortgage, certainly I had to speak to the mortgage mortgage company. Sorry, and they were like, yeah, fine, crack on, do it. That's another thing that scares people because I've only just recently bought this house in the last few years. I had to make sure that it was okay for business use. And it turns out that the vast majority of any standard mortgage allows up to anything between 50 and 80% of your square footage to be used for business without having to tell them. And only if it surpasses that do you have to tell them and you have to have a change of use and then the the mortgage might be, they might not want to give you that mortgage. But it's a huge, huge allowance, just the standard. It was really, for me, it was just a matter of sort of going on web chats for the companies and saying, look, I'm planning on doing this. Is it okay? Can I do this? And it was literally an afternoon's work and it was fine. It was just one of those things you want to have that conversation, obviously, before you start digging out foundations or knocking down walls. But yeah, it was fine. Steve, you've been, you've, you've, you've been working from home for 14 years, is it or something? A a long time. So how, with regards to insurance and overheads, have things changed or has it always been fairly accessible? I think I was, trying, trying, trying to think, I was just about £500 a year, so, so not, uh, not too bad at all. I think one of the big things that I, th- I think I found important 
is to have a separate entrance for patients. Mm. And I think when you're dealing with people, you know, people could, you know, neighbours could ask a few questions and it'll be a bit funny, but the fact is it's separate and the, and the neighbours know what you're doing and people know what you do. And you are very professional in everything that you say and do. I think that's the, the most important thing to to start with. And and then as you go on from there, I think one of the big things that you start is about building positive relationships with people. And I, I think one of the bigger things is that when people see if if you people see what you do and people see that you care and people say find out that they will come back to you ten ten times out of ten. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, great advice. And I think especially like Steve, do you find like you live in it? You're in quite a small community, like I am, because I'm a little yeah. village. Well, yeah. you become known in the villages, like oh, I've hurt my back, I'm going to go and see this person. Yeah. You become like the village massage lady stroke man. Yes, I mean, I, th- I think one of the things that I, I really, one of the things, I, I, I have um, a German shepherd and I, I love sort of chilling out, just taking him for a walk. And I always remember one day this this lady, she was on a bike on the other side of the road and, and she, suddenly, she suddenly comes towards me and she said, you're Steve, aren't you? And she said, I've hurt my shoulder. And she, she is practically starting to strip off. <laughs> and, and, and I said, well, listen, please, listen, you give me a ring and make an appointment and come and see me. Um, <laughs> but I, th- I think the big thing, that, that's, that's community. And I think when, when you sort of write or you write something for on the little community magazines, that's, that's just amazing, the work that you can get from there, you know. People want us to know about bad bags. You know, people today, I think, they don't want medication. They want treatment. Mm-hmm. So here's a question. Look, do you think we're talking about how great it is to work at home? Does it depend? Is it a good idea if you're in a little community where your advertising is done whilst you're walking the dog? Does that mean that maybe setting up yourself in clinic in the middle of somewhere busy in London, where is that going to present more difficulties and maybe not give it to you on so, so on a plate because it's gonna be tricky to get to known or what do you think i, I, I think i've had I've, I've had enough of london I, th- I think you know it's a different community i think you know if I, we get off the train at liverpool street i think i think i change you know i head back towards the country i learn to chill out mm-hmm. and, and i think that's the thing and, and a lot of my patients they are very much of that nature but is part of the success of working at home, being in a village, being in a town? Do you think that's part I, of it? Could you do it anywhere? I, I am. I still have to advertise as much as I ever did. There's, there's. I've got. I'm in a street with 24 houses. Not, not actually one of them has been a client. I mean, probably probably 30 percent of my clients are from my same town. But I have people driving from all over the place, so yeah, yeah, yeah. reach, but. I'd say you're probably faced with the same kind of marketing challenges as, as anywhere else. Like in the gym, you've got some access to some clients there. So you, you don't get that kind of benefit. Yeah, I think yeah. it, it depends on what your niche is as well. Hmm. I mean, obviously, if you are going really heavily on the like treating of the athletes and the sports yeah. side of it, then probably being in a gym is quite a good place to be based. I mean, for me, my niche is sort of, yes, I have lots of runners that come to see me and lots of very sporty people, but I also have lots of people 
who might look at sports massage and say, actually, this is not something for me, but I'm going to go and see her because she's got a nice room in her garden and she's got all the fluffy blankets and the towels. And it's sort of non-intimidating for people who maybe don't think sports massage is for them, if I'm putting that across properly. And so having that kind of, they can come here and it's very quiet and it's nice and they can park on my driveway. They don't have to worry about anything. It works quite well for my niche. And so people will come here specifically. If that makes sense. Okay. Other advantages. Right. So we're talking about insurance that we talked about how costs are actually lower than people think. We, any, what other advantages come to your mind about working at home? Whether it be for me, it's a flexibility. I have a Mm -hmm. lot of different roles and I like to be able to have the flexibility to move between them. I like, I like structure. It's no secret. Um, I like, so I'll be, you know, from one thirty till eight o'clock, that's it. That's when I'm seeing clients. But before that, it's all the, the kind of the admin. But I like the fact that I can put a load of washing on and then come out of Zoom and then go and take that off. I like walking 30 seconds to walk, uh, to work. Yeah. Just got back from a weekend of driving and that car is staying on that drive now for, for the duration. Mm. I, I find the bits that I've, so I've spoken to people at networking meetings in the past and they've said, how do you, deal with the distractions of working from home how do you keep yourself disciplined and I've never really struggled in that way because it has always been a dedicated space so it it was a front room before and this is a garage conversion but it's a dedicated space so if I'm here I'm working Mm -hmm. and I go elsewhere to not work can I jump in for a minute yeah definitely yeah I I think one of the big things you know in the the past when we were in London you know I did try for a little bit you know working in in the clinic and it it just didn't. It, it it just didn't do it for me. If it, it, it felt sort of too impersonal, it felt quite rushed. And I, I think one of the the bigger things now, you know, working from home, you know, I, I really, I'm not, I'm not a morbid thing, but I love dealing with injury. And you know, a lot of my people are they're police officers, prison officers, and members of the fire brigade. And I think it's amazing what sort of injuries those sort of people do carry. And, and a lot of people who are in chronic pain and, and stuff like that. And, and I think as as you go on and as you build your business, one of the people, I think one of the things is that it's very important to, you know, if you have to write to, you want a, a good relationship with GPs, and I think sometimes that's very hard to build, but you, the, what you write to them and how you talk to them, I think that's, that's the thing from the start, that you have to be on their wavelength. And is, I think one of the nice things is GPs, I've got, I've, got, you know, I've got a good working relationship with people. And I think the fact that with GPs, you know, physios do so much. We do a fair bit as well. But people want, you know, people will come to you because they know you and they trust you. Okay, so so working from home then, that brings us on maybe to a topic of how is your relationship with other health professionals is it affected by the fact you're working from your home do you think that maybe you're not taking as seriously as somebody who is within a big organization or some building or do you find it makes any difference at all where you're working that might be a fear some people might have even more imposter syndrome thinking i'm working from my home rather than you know working down at the massive sports center or something down the road how do you, you guys don't suffer from that Louise, how do you find it? Because you worked in a clinic before. Have you noticed the change that you started working at home? Are you on mute, Louise? Can't hear you. We've got a cartoon 
kind of a not like mini mouse, mouse thing on here. Mini mouse thing going on with your microphone. Oh no. The champion, mate. We'll come back to that. But yeah, so yeah, so so because I imagine some people might feel are oh, working from my home. This the same way sometimes sports therapists think, oh yeah, I do all right, but I'm not a physio. I'm wondering whether there is any of that imposter syndrome of yeah, I, I look after patients, but I'm at home. I'm not in a mm. kind of a building. I've got my own kind of business in four wheels. I've never, um, I've never considered it making a difference, but maybe that's because I'm cocky and I just think, well, I'm, I'm the therapist. Could be. It's a personality thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the, um, I'm the one who deals with the the healthcare professionals, mm. so, and it is so common, you know. So actually thinking about it, I did make sure this place was set up as a really like professional looking place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've got a couple of plants. It's all clinical. Um, yeah. That helps me. Yeah. That's what I wanted personally. So it, it's even my living room setup was quite clinical, but mm. you know, I can't get rid of the old Victorian fireplace and things like that. But people said they liked that, that kind of thing. Oh. Um, I'm not, I'm not, it's, a, it's an interesting question. I've not considered it affecting how other people the professionals might think of you i mean that's yeah, nice I'm for listeners to know i'm just thinking of potential barriers which people mm. outside have got if they can save money from being at home as it's not going to be for everybody obviously i think a big factor which we've already touched on is personality are you able to concentrate at home are you able mm. to multitask are you able not to put your feet up and think oh i can't bother this read this or play my video games you know <laughs> it does take a certain personality but for people who it could mean the difference between closing shop and not staying in the industry Absolutely. and actually continuing, it's it's good to get these barriers out of the way. Uh, Penny in in the chat room there says it from Soma Sports Masters Therapy. It makes no difference where you're working from, and that's a nice segue into. I think it'd be nice for us to share or you guys to share some of your setups to show just how mm. I'm, I'm, I'm lucky. I've seen them, but they're pretty professional. I mean, they're looking great. They're not. In case the case, our listeners are thinking that what someone's done is just flip up a couch in in kind of like the bedroom and just kind of, you know, you've got your bookshelf and teddies in the background or the kids washing or something. It's just not, that's not how we're talking <laughs> about <laughs> 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 that. Make sure your washing's out of the way. No, I'll say that. Anyway, yeah, so, so yeah, who should we, let's, I mean, we've, we've got the advantage here of, oh, garage conversion, co-host Nikki. Maybe yes, you can get go. your pictures ready. Because I'm thinking that actually might be one of the barriers is people think, and it is hard work, you know, mm. getting to where you want to be. But it's all, I'm sure all of us there think it, it'll be yeah, it's yeah. totally worth it. Mm. So whilst Nick is getting her photos ready, if you listen to the podcast, this might be an opportunity for you to go to YouTube because we're going to see before and afters of what Nick has created. And I've seen it before and, and it's and it's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. And it may well be inspire you, might show you as Nikki talks us through it. This is something I could do. I don't really use my garage. The car's always on the driveway. Could I save X amount of money by working from home? It might be incredible. So I'm going to share this on the screen, but we will explain what's going on to podcast listeners. Here we go. (laughs) So can you see that? Okay. Mm. Not yet, Matt. I'm going to make it bigger so we can all see what's going on. There we go. Okay. Uh, so that is the view from my YouTube. So my garage is, is attached to my house, and I know that there are garages that aren't, and there are some things that are different. So that is the garage, the view from the garage from my utility room door. Uh, so that's where it all started. So things that are different is I can obviously put plumbing and heating in that if I wanted to, and I, and I do have heating in there. Um, and if you are, if you've got a separate garage, that might be a bit difficult. Key thing is, all I needed was build, building regs approval. And that might be a bit different if you've got a separate garage. I think it'll still be building regs approval, but that might be, it might be a bit different. I think it That's depends it. how big it is. Yeah. yeah. If, certainly if you're adding any square footage, uh, any more, anything else to the floor plan, so making anything bigger, 
or moving anything. It's it's um, planning permission, which is a whole other ball game. But building regs was the councils make it really easy for you to manage it yourself these days, and you just basically go and register, pay three hundred and sixty quid, and then all you got to do is arrange uh, site visits at the appropriate points, yeah. and your builder will manage it with you. Now I'm going to flick quite quickly through these just to kind of show a beginning to end. But there's the view from the outside, so you can see some of the pipes being laid. So you can see that we really did start with a, a, a bare shell of garage, and that's what it looked like from the front. One point while I'm here, that gas meter box was new. So my gas meter was inside my garage. You can't see it there. Big, massive, chunky thing. So that's right. to consider. If you're going to convert your garage and your gas meter is inside, they now legally have to be outside. Also, that would have been the head height for when people came in. And that was, that did work out about, I've got it written down, probably about 700 quid to relocate that to outside and get it as a smart meter. So again, not not massively prohibitive. Good, It's good mm-hmm. if you don't need to. Was this work done by external people or have you got you yourself or well, people? Well, I have you <laughs> <laughs> Hey, there's another. I did take, get three oh. quotes and they all came in no. pretty similar. Um, that brilliant? And but he, he, I just trust, I trust him, you know, I really, really trust him. Very cool. And there's my plumber as well, who's also a client. That's so amazing. That's a great point. I mean, literally so you could be pay, having this done whilst you're paying for it via treatments. It's great. Very good. Yeah, oh no, oh no. It's just a lot of treatments. <laughs> it could help. So I would think how quickly progress is made. So you get stood work goes up first. And so you'll see there's a wall there kind of here in front. So this is now the door to my treatment room and i've got i've made uh, i asked him to create an extra wide corridor to, to for wheelchair access and an extra wide access door so there's that's the back room and then there's that utility room that that i was looking from before and then it's basically so that's that's just all works this is the kind of disruption you can expect if you <laughs> need a gas meter putting in and so insu- insulation there's absolutely tons of insulation in any new uh, stuff as of a couple of years ago so bear that in mind because the dimensions of your garage will not be the dimensions of your finished treatment room i couldn't fit in my old cabinet which was nice because i got an excuse to buy new furniture but because all of a sudden my ceiling was high, uh, ceiling was low and my floor was higher things wouldn't fit in so there's lots of options you can have a floating floor i had a floating floor put in then you have pipe work above and below so that all gets all covered up oh i'll show that one i'm showing you because Remember what that looked like. <laughs> That's what my electricity box. There is a window that I was having cut in. Building regs wouldn't let me have two. So that's something to bear in mind. Just something to do with how wobbly that wall might become. Okay. But they'll let you know that straight away at the beginning. And there it is looking like a bit like a space station. And then where the opening was for the garage door, that's the first bit of the wall that was going in. So you might have to have a big stanchion put in if you're having a heavy window like I did. So that's more cost. Electrics going in, plasterboard, that was a big step because it starts to look like a real room. And then there's what will be a window. So this is a cool one. So that's that reminds me of the Matrix. Everyone, everyone remember that bit in the Matrix where they, it glitches? Yes. And, they, and it's, it's a brick wall. This freaked me out for at least two days. So there's that's the view. So I'm... We talked, Steve was talking about a community and having kind of like, you know, getting a name for yourself. Be kind to your neighbors as well, because you will have this took six weeks, six or eight weeks. Okay. There will be a lot of disruption yeah. throughout Good that point. time. So go around and talk to your neighbors, tell them it's all going to be going on. I had a lady who lives next door who 
works on night shift, so I made sure none of the noisy stuff was happening. They absolutely adored me for that, gave me a bottle of champagne. This is my clever builder boxing in the electrics in a cupboard that only only a massage therapist would like because there's perfect slots for your couch rolls. <laughs> There's my new entrance door once those bricks have been cut out. And that's what it looks from the outside. So this is actually approached from, so there it is with the door in it. Uh, so there's the new window that was put in. There was the new door that was put in. I had some lighting stick that stuck down the side, which you can see from the wires. And there's my wall, which you did quite a good job of matching. Very yeah, clever. So from that point on, it really, it moves. I, it felt like to me, it moved really fast, but the builder, he was like, oh, it's, it's going so slow. One thing I've put this in because there's dehumidifiers everywhere. Plaster takes a long time to dry, especially yeah. if you do it in winter. So bear that in mind. Look at that. Well, if it is the podcast, it's it's well worth going over to YouTube just in case you're thinking of garage conversions. It's giving, I mean, you documented this, looks like every five minutes, Nick. Mate, I was, I was, did you not see my post on Facebook for last February and March? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was... Yeah, stories going with I made up a song for one of them. I made up a song <laughs> about my front door. We'll give links to the song, obviously, in the show notes. Right. So, yeah, let's flick through to where, what we're looking at now. Yeah. I want to leave time for... Um... Yeah, that's what I'm getting to. So flooring gone down and then the blinds going up with the last bit. So this is... Beautiful. Here we go that's incredible. That's for a garage. That looks really nice. Look at that. Just look at that. How cool is that? Wow. Yeah. I mean, this answers the question of, would you have any envy of not being yeah. in another building? This looks beautiful. Yeah, very good. We are open. That's smashing. Yeah, see, there's a little bit. So then I did this video for my clients saying, there you go, you walk down the side here. So basically, it's just a little walkthrough, just so that people are aware, um, you know, how to how to get in, where to find you. But this is Amazing. this is in my home, but yep. it's completely separate. So my home is on the right of that, of that image there. And then this is all self-contained because I will have staff in here mm. um, at some point. That is part of the grand vision. Yeah. And I need it all to be separate. So I've got easy access to, there's a toilet right off the corridor and there's a sink just beyond that. So this is all going to be self-contained and able to have a team. Fantastic. Very cool. Geez, you sent a bit of a benchmark now. Everyone else on the panel. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I might just go. <laughs> I'll get my code. Very nice. That's amazing. That's that's like, I mean, that's really cool because I don't think anyone else has got a garage conversion happening. So that's a real eye opener. Oh, and I am happy if anyone wants to ask any questions, I'm on the forum. So just, just pop any questions because there's going to be things that I haven't mentioned. So, Wow. That was a treat. Thank you so much. That's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. That's so beautiful. And the whole process, you say, was about, what did you say, six weeks, did you? Uh, so it started February the 14th, Valentine's Day last year, and ended, I think I had my first clients in the first week in April. So oh, wow, that's six weeks. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is not bad for winter, the winter time. Exactly. But it probably helped that the builders were <laughs> clients slash colleagues of yours because that's one of the biggest hindrances isn't it is builders uh, yeah 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 i grew up uh, my i grew up in a family from the building industry so i, I kind of know my way around the building industry yeah, um, yeah, yeah and fortunately i've lived in this area for nearly 20 years now and i've been doing this for nearly 15 years and so i've already built up so I, i've got a plumber i've got a sparky i've got a builder if you were moving to a new place and doing this, it might be a bit different because you would expect somebody to manage it all, whereas I was managing it with my builder. Amazing. Okay, amazing. Right, what should we go for? Who wants to share? Do we go for log cabin or pop-up or do we go for garden purpose-built kind of 
Beautiful shed. What should we go for? Who's, who's feeling like sharing? Can you hear me now or not? Yeah, we'll go for the log cabin. Louise, okay. trust me. Like Louise, welcome back. Yes, you were speaking oh, you before. Oh, it's fine Sorry. It's fine Hang now. On. Right, Thank Hannah you. is going to bring up. So Hannah Tabram, you are no. going to share your purpose-built shed, which you insist is a shed. It's not a log cabin. It's, yeah, it is a shed. <laughs> um, so good we're going to bring up these photos again if you listen to the podcast we'll try and describe what's in them but it might be a good opportunity if you're thinking of putting a structure in your garden of having a look at these pictures as hannah talks us through it cool so, can everyone see those there you go so, so this is my before you can kind of see so for those that can't see it's basically a square of lawn which looks really flat and smooth in this picture and it was not it was incredibly bumpy <laughs> And you can just see a square string, a, a square made of string laid out, and that's the footprint of the building. So we did the vast majority of work on this ourselves because we wanted to save money doing this. The only thing that we had professionals in to do was actually putting the shed up itself. And the shed was made to order to the size I wanted and the electrics and everything else we did ourselves. So this is a before. This is a during. <laughs> This is my husband who was breaking up rubble to build the uh, concrete base. Um, and for those who can't see, he has a jackhammer, which we borrowed off a client because building clients. Mm. And after I took this picture, I realized he was wearing his Crocs because it was a really hot day. And I did send him away to go and put some safe. I was going, please go and put your boots on. I really like you with all your toes. But this is the kind of work we had to do. So we shifted. I don't know how much rubble we shifted. Lots and lots of rubble, wow. which most of which we got for free. We put a post on Facebook and said we need rubble for a base and people just turned up. So we had to break it up ourselves. Amazing. Another great tip. Good. But I mean, yeah, for things like that, if you ask, there will always be someone doing building work. It'll be like, please come and take it away, please. Because people have to pay for a skip. So always ask for that kind of thing. Mm. This is the building itself going up. So again, this is a half built shed and you can kind of see it's standing on breeze blocks, which is how we decided to overcome the bumpy ground situation. It was so bumpy. We couldn't actually lay a concrete slab without it just costing an arm and a leg. So we built these plinths of breeze blocks, which is probably not something I would do again. It was really, really difficult. I think if you're really, really good at DIY, you'd probably be fine. But we were like, this will be fine. How hard can it be? Turned out it was quite hard. Hmm. So the building is halfway up. The floor is actually ready insulated. And then the shed is actually lined with this brown paper, which is a damp proof membrane. So that's how it came. It is kind of a shed in the sense that they make them to order and they are kind of like garden room, summer house type things. And this is the finished product when it was up. So this is the exterior of the shed. I have since painted it. So you can see we've laid a gravel path that comes up the garden and we've oh, built yeah, a step. Nice. If you go onto my Instagram, which is Hannah Tabram Sports Massage, I've got a little video where I come, I start on the driveway and walk all the way up and show people around the room. So if anyone's interested, you can see the whole thing. And this is the interior. So we boarded it out with plasterboard. There's a lot of insulation in the walls and in the ceiling behind this, which we put in ourselves. This is all plasterboard. We didn't actually have it plastered. We didn't skim it. Basically, what we did is I learned how to do joint taping. So you get tape and filler and you basically tape in the joints and then you put a mist coat and we painted it all ourselves. We did all of that. It's got an electric heater on the wall. Obviously, the electrician did that. It's got my table right in the middle of the room, just a portable table because it's quite handy to be able to move it from side to side. Mm -hmm. What I was saying before about building regs, mm -hmm. 
I should say that this is only applicable to England as far as I know, because planning it is a, is a devolved issue. And I will also say it's a really long time since I worked in planning. So please don't take this as gospel and like sue me if you get it wrong. But building regs, you can put a garden office up in your garden. And if it has a square footage floor space of less than 15 square metres, you can do that. It counts as permitted development. There are also rules with how high it can be. And this may not apply if you're in a conservation area or if you have a listed building that you live in. Your local authority will be able to advise you on this. But for mine, I didn't need any building regs. I didn't need planning permission. You could just put this up. Oh, wow. The yeah. only thing you need building regs sign off is on the electrics. So you get a qualified electrician to do that and they can sign that off for you. So you have electricity kind of does it go into your yeah. back lawn yeah the- basically it comes from a consumer unit which is in the garage and then there's an armored cable that runs all the way up the garden that's buried and i've got another little fuse box in the shed which is sort of just over my head in fact in a little cupboard and it's all mm-hmm. wired up so that was all signed off by the electrician who's qualified to do that if you my shed is not plumbed in i don't have running water what i have is a little portable sink which you can kind of see in the corner of this picture you just fill up with hot water and carry up. If you had it plumbed in, I think that makes it more complicated with building regs as well. It, it will. So if you do have yeah. that plumbed in, what you've got to notice, what you've got to look out for is they 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 assume that you are trying to install a granny flat, which is a residential dwelling yeah. and yeah, everything it. changes. Yeah. Never- and if I was going to have this like as a part-time guest room and have people sleeping overnight then you have to have building regs sign off as well if it's bigger than 15 square meters then there are regulations about like non-combustible material and how close it can be to the garden fence if anyone wants to know if you look on the planning portal which is a website which is run by the government it's got all this information is there it's all in fairly accessible format there's definitely one for wales because i looked i don't think scotland's got one but there is guidance in scotland as well that's my former civil servant bit done. Guys are going to have <laughs> to be so well not been amazing. a civil servant for a long time. Well. But yeah, it took us from start to finish. It took us six months to do this. Obviously, we were working on it at weekends. I was trying to sort of run and still build up my business at this time. We have a small child who has additional needs and my husband works full time. And it was quite nice if we got to sort of see each other occasionally as well from not behind a bit of plasterboard and like wave at each other. It was really good. I'm really, really proud of how it turned out. It was really stressful to do it. I'm not going to lie. There were definitely, there was definitely a point when we were building the base and we were really stressing. And I looked at my husband and said, do you really hate me right now? And he's like, no, but I do really resent you. I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's not great, is it? Fantastic. No, that's amazing. Very rewarding. Yeah. And it looks lovely in there. It's, It's quite incredible. And once again, you know, it's, it's, Anybody who fears that their setup at home is not going to look professional, forget it. Have a look at what we've seen so far, and mm. it's it's amazing. And there is there is an added charm to it, I think, as well. If you are handing over your body to a professional and giving them the option to treat you and 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 touch you basically in ways that they're giving you their confidence and trust, then there's something very like I think Steve was touching on. There's something very personal about it. So if you're going to someone's abode, if it's like next to where they live, that in- that kind of encompasses that personalization, that individual. It's kind mm-hmm. of, there's something very special about that as opposed to going to like a, a gym where everyone, you know, other people just been, you know, going in and going out and stuff. So yeah, amazing. I'm inspired myself. Right, we've got two more to go. Imagine it feels super, super personal at Louise's place. It being... Well, the pop-up? Yeah. 
with yeah. ads, ads. Okay, Louise, yeah. if we're ready, yeah. share your screen and let's have a look at this. Okay, question. let's go. <clears throat> oh, so right. Louise Asher. You need to unshare mine. Oh, yeah, I can take that off here just in case okay, I'll I get, get it. a I little bit. I'm going to not touch okay. it. That is off. I can, I can do it with my uh, own. While we're doing that, I want to respond to a question. Cecily yes. asked who my insurance is with. It's with Intelligent Insurance. I can't remember which. Um, I think it's, it's just through one of the comparison sites, but the actual company is called Intelligent Insurance. Fantastic. Uh, and they've been, they've been absolutely brilliant. Their online web chat is super, super helpful. Uh, I've never had I – th- I think I might have spoken <laughs> one person once. There we go. We'll make sure that any information like that gets put in the show notes. But, yeah, that's great. People, if you've got other questions, just fire them away. Soma, Penny from Soma again has said, we all love a before and after photo shoot of a project like that. And, um, yeah, we do. They are really inspired pictures. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It's amazing. Well, I'm hoping to inspire a few people to convert their garages. <laughs> okay, we're going to now look at right. the next storm, which is a pop-up room. Here we go, Louis. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. So, as I said, this is my front room. So... This is before I've set it all up. As you can see, there's a telly there and there's the Xbox for the kids. Uh-huh. There's my massage stall, but I've got my posters up. They stay up all the time. Okay. So <laughs> much to the kids' annoyance anyway. So, <laughs> so that's how it is before I set it up. And that's the back of it before I put the wall dividers up. This is my mother's bureau that I use at my desk. <laughs> <laughs> There's my medals. Yeah, we've got lots of those. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a keen runner. Right. So, and then this is me now setting it up. Hang on, go big, bigger. Okay, so I cover the telly with my business logo Clever. and the poster. <laughs> Put some uh, foam rollers in, in the view and my weights for any exercise rehab. And then this is with the couch set up. Nicely done. Clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you wouldn't think it was a front room. That's not like, like the same before. room. So, no, I know. It's, it's amazing, isn't it? That um, is impressive. So, just, yeah, quite a few little photos there. Um, This is my January promotion. that I haven't got rid of them all yet, but they're little notebooks that says, so the first one book says, everything is grand. That's the green one. <laughs> and the other one is, uh, be the best version of yourself. And then on the back, it's got my business stuff. So, if, you know, if anyone needs a notebook to write their exercises down in, that's why I give them. <laughs> Cool. And there's a sofa for everyone to sit on to when they come and give me their assessment, subjective, and they talk about everything they need me to help them with. And then you can see my dividers here, which I set up, and then it shuts it away from the rest of the house. The dividers so, look very professional. Do. Yeah. So that, that, that was originally a COVID buy for my future husband because he was having an office at the back of the house and he wanted to shut it away from everybody during covid time so yeah so we bought loads we've got about four of them but these are what i use for mine at the moment so um, nice. yeah that's it really so in a nutshell <laughs> very clever um, it, and it how works long, so take you to kind of set it up and then unset it up oh well all of about 10 to 15 minutes wow yeah <laughs> so that's the beauty of it not like being able to open it and close it because obviously it's my portable couch which I then use when I go mobile therapy as well. So, yeah. so basically when I go... You quite a lot of work, don't you, with running clubs and... and yeah. Uh, you've worked with football teams. So it's, it's yeah. it makes sense yeah. for you to have a looser structure at home because you're going to yeah. be making stuff out with you. So it makes sense. That's it, exactly. So, yeah. And then at the end of the day, around about seven o'clock, when I more or less finish, I pack it all away and open it all up and it's back to our house again, really. Okay. So, 
Yeah. But when the when people come in, I mean, they do come in through the front door, so we don't have a separate access. But mm. they come through the front door and they come into that room and those dividers separate as a little doorway. And then they just come into that bit. So they don't see anything else unless they need to use the toilet. <laughs> Yeah. because the toilet is at the back of the house and they do then obviously have to walk around to go to the loo so sometimes that can't be helped but that's it really i think that when people see you in your setting so they kind of identify you more with, as a human and not a business and i think they might be less likely like to it. cancel late mm-hmm. uh, to take the good meetings, you know very good point you can see you've got a family so, yeah that's I had that difference when I was at the clinic. I used to get last minute cancellations all the time because you never speak to the person before you see them because they mm. book it online or they book mm. it through the phone yeah. for the receptionist. They don't speak to me. Then I went when I went completely private, it's all me talking to the client beforehand. Yeah. And I was sending out my reminders and then they come back to me and said, Yeah, thanks Louise, looking forward to seeing you or can't wait, really need it, you know. So I hardly ever get cancellation. Good point. Very interesting point. And then, that is this, a big problem, isn't it, for a lot of therapists? Yeah. Mm. But this year alone, because I was getting a few towards the end of last year, I've now set up a terms and conditions, private policy, and that goes out with the first assessment form. And yeah. they have to agree on that. Uh, and it's, it just talks about like anything less than 48 hours notice. You know, we'll talk about it. If it's, a, if it's you know, very last minute, I'm sorry, you have to pay. So it's, it's awkward. Never but... Don't say sorry. <laughs> well i'm getting used to, i've got to stop i've got to learn to say no and i've got to learn not to say sorry <laughs> that's brilliant thanks louise i mean that really is inspiration for somebody who's thinking oh i can't do it in my front room that'd be awful have a look at the video look at what louise is doing and it'll hopefully give you some ideas of how you can literally with it and so cleverly you yeah know, by putting things over like, the tv yeah. with your logo and the, and the use of the bamboo kind of printed shutters that always makes a place look professional there's that association isn't there kind of like health and care with that sort of print so yeah really good stuff that could well inspire some people um, yeah. to consider doing that really cool there's an interesting comment here from cecily hislop which just says our garage is home to the husband's two road bikes and his turbo trainer fat chance of conversion <laughs> yeah what you might need cecily's to go on a gary mendoza communication course some kind of motivation interview thing ways of persuading him to make him think it's his idea you know, just intonation and things like that. But yeah, you've got a, yeah, it's a different uh, barrier you've got there. But yeah, great. Okay, right. We are past 9.05. So people, if you're joining us in the live lounge and you need to go, we understand. I can see the numbers dropping down a little bit. People here on the STA panel, are you okay to stick with us for another five, 10 minutes? Yeah. Do you need to go there, please? I know you've got other lives going on. I can see you've got other lives. I've seen your garage and I've seen your room and I've seen your shed. <laughs> but we have now got Steve's creation in the back of the garden so what i'm going to do is i'm going to take off louise's shared screen remove that and we'll bring up some of steve's mm-hmm. and this all started quite a long time ago then yeah 14 years did you say Steve? 14, 14 years yeah right let's bring up some images for you and you can talk us through them we can still yeah, hear yeah. you when it's behind yeah our, our garage came down and we started to uh, build that there's a young man who's been a patient a guy called simon who's a very good carpenter and the, the, one of the big things with that is a lot of insulation on the mm-hmm. floor, in the roof and everywhere. So you probably see the sort of the dividing walls where Simon's working. We've got heating, we've got electric there. And it's, it's, it's I'm not really a state agent, but it's, it's served its purpose and it's serving its purpose and it does an absolute great job. 
Did um, you say sorry? Did you say you knocked down your garage to make room for this then? Or yeah, our, our garage was not. It wasn't fit for purpose. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, and and this came up. Yes, we got a separate entrance, and yes, we p- painted it a couple of times, and 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 my wife Jackie is is very very good when it comes to the flora and flora of the garden, and just to make feel people re- relaxed and you know when they come in, mm-hmm. I I think one of the big things people. You know, stress is very real. It's physical, physiological, and psychological. But if they come into an environment to which they can unwind, you know, that is a much better thing. Definitely. And electricity and plumbing, what's the set up? Yes, electricity is, is there. No actual running water there. But, you know, you can use all your equipment and you can work very well there what have you guys uh, got this is for you Stephen. if anybody else wants to jump in working at home what about if your client wants to use the loo what have you got in place there right well we've got we've uh, we've have got a loo in our, our ground floor that is very very nearby mm-hmm. and basically you can sort of escort and just make sure that they're okay and sort of get going through you know yes that's that's one of those things is, so, it fairly, oh, is it kind of quite impersonal or are they kind of walking through the kitchen and kind of going sorry and well yeah but i think the, the fact is you know we're all you know we're all human mm-hmm. and the fact is it just helps with the business atmosphere really yeah yeah i can get that other people what's your situation if a client wants so, to go to the, go to the house or yeah our downstairs loo basically the way you get to my room is you come up the side of the house and then the downstairs loo is in kind of a back hallway. So they can go straight in through the back door and the loo's right there. They don't have to go through the house. I do always have to apologize for all the wellies and trainers and bike helmets and coats and dog leads and so on and so forth. I do. So on my website, I've got a great big FAQ sister page. And one of the things is, what's your room like? Is there a toilet? And it's like, no, there's not a toilet. Obviously, if someone comes in there desperate, I'm not going to be like, no, go up the garden and pop over the head. Uh, that's fine. You can use the loop. <laughs> Yeah. manage that expectation so people know that you will be going into Very my important. house That's yes good. it is my home yeah. yes the downstairs loo has got a great big picture which is a 2000s era video game cover that my husband used to play and his brother bought in the artwork so it's like elves and dragons and that kind of yeah. thing and that's fine could be worse could be worse you know, i think <laughs> people are people are coming to your home at the end of the day yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're going to exactly. pop in yeah. and use the loo the kitchen door shut yeah. over. They're not going to get leapt on by the dog or the child, most likely. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, they can usually. Very interesting. Let me just expand this again for you. You recently changed it. So, again, listening to the podcast, you can't see it. But I love, or well, there's a little image of inside, which looks beautiful. Again, it really is. It looks so welcoming and clean. Yeah. And actually, there's the man yeah, himself. It's my new bench. I, I, I had my other bench for best part in nearly 14, certainly 12 years. And I needed a gastro and I rang the uh, manufacturers and there was silence on the end of the phone. And they said, we don't make that anymore. My old bench cost me 75 pounds. That new one cost me quite a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 14 years later, yeah, I can see that. And then you recoated it. What was the reason what? for the change? Was that just... What was the reason for that? Just, just to make it, just, just to, uh, you know, just a bit of decorating. And mm. I, I must admit, the, the big thing was I was down with my, my wife. We went to um, went to B and Q, 
And Jackie was off looking at I see other bits and pieces. And, and I was just sort of chatting to the folks that where they were doing the paint mixing. Mm. I said, what does that look like? I said, oh, that's a really nice colour. And I called Jackie over and, and then we had a bit of a discussion and they said, that looked nice on the treatment room. And so, uh, so it became mm, a sort it. of... It's nice. Very nice. Lovely, yeah. It's good. Now, particularly like this little addition outside, which you can talk us through. Yeah, I think, I think one of the big things is that I find... Like a lot of my clients and patients, they're chatting about things and they're, ch- they're chatting about life. And one of the things is that if they're sort of elderly or anything like that, and you've got a bit of time and you know it's in the summer and they want to sit down and just have a natter, mm. I, I think sometimes you know the physical and the, and the psychological is actually quite good because the fact is, you know, when, when they put the world to rights as well. They go away and they they are much much happier mm. um, when they when they when they've been treated and they 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 come back again and they're a lot happier. Definitely, I mean, it's a lovely little three seater garden set. It's perfect. And also, their about. other halves can sit there, read the paper, do the crossword, or anything like that. Yeah, very that's clever. A good idea. That's and great. Have a, have a that. Yeah. Like that. Do you, do you so, find it well? Do you ever, I don't know how close you do your appointments together, but um, I'd imagine that if they were quite close together and somebody is, we've all got those really lovely clients, but they just they do hang around and take an awfully long time to leave. They've got a really nice <laughs> kind of gather themselves and, and yeah. put their things back in their bag and, and just like take five minutes if you do need to go back in with somebody else. I think absolutely, yeah. So they're not being rushed or hurried. Yeah, abs- absolutely. I think I think the fact the fact is. You know, it's their time, and you're there for them. And I, I think that's the thing, isn't it? I think, you know, it's care. Yeah. I think, I think one that's one of the big things. You know, how are you? That, you know, that's what it means, isn't it? You know, good to see you. And and I think some of the folk, you know, you might be the only letter of good news that they probably see that day. And and I think that the fact is that you know it's really good to see, and and they go, oh, really. I've got this, I've got that, I've got whatever. But, you know, I, I think one of the jobs of the therapist is about picking people up. Mm, uh, okay. you, you know, you don't, you don't pick people up by putting them down. And I think that's the thing, as therapists, if we can do that, we've done a big part of the physical job as well. Yeah. And it seems that one of the conclusions from today is you, you can do that pretty well from home. You're inviting someone yeah. into your life. So, hey, they're going to open up and talk about their lives. It's kind of Absolutely. like you know, it helps mm. that therapeutic alliance which we know is so important. We know the subjective and the information they give you, the peeling away the layers is, is can be hard if you're in a clinic where they're kind of, oh, here mm. I go again. You know, you can get that white coat syndrome where you just don't want to open up a little bit. And but if you're in someone's home, it's like, wow. I've, I've, and um, just say, when I was in the clinic, I just felt that it was like a conveyor belt as well because mm-hmm. yeah. it was like yeah. in and in and in and out. And then yeah. you didn't have time to really build a rapport as such. As I'm at home, I've got gaps between my clients as well. So I've got that time to just give them that little extra bit that they might need as well. When, yeah. And the rebooking and stuff like that. So I don't let a patient go home or client go home now without rebooking as well. That's a good key. Before we finish, I just want to make sure. So we, we're not, obviously we're biased because you guys all work at home. So, but I just want to make sure that our listeners have got maybe some watch out for what are some of the things you, you think maybe you should warn people about if they are considering working at home, Nikki? So, so you need to think about the taxman. Mm, yes. yeah. So yeah. 
for for me, so there's there's good news and there's bad news. Oh, no. Well, it's not that much bad news actually. You do need to consider. So you've we've got an annual. What's it called? So you've got a, an annual capital allowance, which none of us in our our scale of business, maybe yours, Matt, would ever, <laughs> would ever get anywhere near. But you can write off a hundred percent of the tax. You can write off a hundred percent of your capital expenditure within that the that same year, the, the year that you finish it. So my garage conversion, I don't mind sharing, costs about twenty grand all in. Strictly speaking. You can't claim for material changes to the building. So my window and my door getting cut out of the brickwork, I could, I'm not supposed to claim for. But all of the plumbing, all the pipes, all the insulation, all of the furniture, the flooring, the radiators, the gas meter relocation, uh, all of that is claimable. And also the advice that you get of an accountant, unless he is your accountant and he does your accounts bit by bit, is just chuck it all in. So I think my... Build the bits of like that were fabric of the building. They probably came to about seven hundred quid if I got my builders price them separately. So I just put. I had a, a pretty crap year income wise last year. So when I put my twenty grand capital allowance in, I didn't have to pay any tax because it balanced it out. I only made about twenty grand last year. Also sharing a lot there, but uh, because there was that twenty grand capital allowance, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I didn't owe any tax. And what that meant for me is because we're self-employed and we have to pay our tax in advance, the tax that I'd paid last July as towards that the other the July before rather, mm-hmm. towards the tax bill, I got that as a refund. Nice. Mm. That's good, yeah. I don't throw money, but you still get really excited when your tax man gives you it just doesn't happen very often. So what's the warning there? Just make sure you've got your accountant, you're on, sure that yeah. you're on the board. Yeah. The implications of everything that you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And don't try and don't so I mean mine was seven hundred quid and you know, everybody kind of just went no they're not gonna be they're not gonna be looking into that. If if they if I got found out in an audit, then you would get fined, but the, the tax man's in, interested in far, far bigger fraud yeah, than yeah. you can meet for a window. Okay. But no, the, the warning is make sure you're aware of the important things like insurance, building regs, tax implications, and mortgage if you're doing yeah. it at your home. And I'm, like I said, I, I'm happy if anyone's got any questions at all, whether it's straight up this podcast, like in the next few weeks or over the, in the next few years, I'm ha- always happy to share my experience and I'm sure everybody here is as well. Yeah, we'll make sure there's links there. Any other bits of advice before we go? Yeah, yeah, I think I would just say like the advantage of having your treatment room at home is you can control everything about it. You can make it exactly what you want it to be. Mm. But the disadvantage is that means you have to control everything about it. Like it's all on you. You have to do your risk assessments. If anything goes wrong with it, you are going to have to be the one that fixes it. Whereas, you know, if you're renting a clinic space or something and the window starts leaking, you can be like, oi, landlord, sort it out, please. You are going to have to fix that yourself. So you just need to be ready that like, yes, it's great. You have all the control, but you do have to take all the control as well. It's a great way. I'll jump in, Matt. Yeah, go for it. Well, I think think one of the big things is uh, just kind of along with what everyone said, Keep every single receipt mm-hmm. for your, uh, you know, for your tax man. And, you know, keeping with all the official bodies, you know, you've got to be whiter than white. And the the most, and the, and the big thing is, and just also that everything's clean, everything's welcoming, and the environment that the individual, that patient walks into, welcomes them and they want to return. Very cool. 
Someone on the chat also, was it Soma Sports Massage on the chat also okay. made a really good point about safety from strangers. And yes, you do yes. have to think that you are inviting people to your home and they are going to know where you live, whether that is making you sort of policies. I mean, personally, I my husband works from home and on the days he's not working from home, those ha- that happens to be the day that I don't work anyway and that works quite well. So there's somebody in the house because I am up in a shed on my own with a stranger asking them to take their clothes off, essentially. So... Yeah, it's something you have to consider. That oh, yeah. said, I used to do mobile and I was going into their homes and I much mm. prefer people coming to my sort of space and territory as opposed to me going into someone's house. Very good point. I, I've, I, um, again, it's, I think I've just got this assumption that no one's ever going to do me any harm and I've never really come to any harm, but that's not, I wouldn't recommend that as a policy for other people. I would suggest, so when I do get staff, I will be implementing the loan worker policy, which will have steps that you can go through. And there are services that you can buy, which is a, a panic button you can press. And there are emergency services on the end of the line. And so it is, that's, it's, it's valid. You do need to, you do need to think about that. Yeah. Um, I was thinking panic buttons. I mean, I don't think necessarily cost too much, but it's, yeah, no. something we'll probably touch on when we talk about the mobile event work, but yeah, it's, it's an important point. Good point. Well, yeah. A friend, who, a friend who had, uh, her staff working uh, alone at their clinic, which is in a, in a public building. She, she, you just get this um, quick. You get it's an app that is provided by a service, and each of the therapists knew which buttons they had to press on their phone, and it just went straight through. Nobody ever used it, thankfully. But. Yeah, good, but it's there. It's very clever. Yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. Right, look, I'm just conscious of the time now. It's like uh, we've gone an hour and 20 for this episode, but there's so much information in there, guys. I really appreciate you giving us your time and sharing it. People in the live lounge, thank you very much for joining us as well and, and sharing your questions. I hope you guys have enjoyed it as much as I have, just yeah. an insight into different different ways of running your business. And hopefully what I'd like to think is that there'll be some follow-ups on this. Now, the best place to leave follow-up questions is probably YouTube. The reason why for a while i just went on youtube is the shelf life of youtube is infinite it just stays there it appears in google for you know results when you put in a question like oh how much is insurance for a garage you know therapy it'll come up in google everything on facebook just disappears yeah. it won't come up anywhere so if you do want to continue the conversation if you listen to the podcast you've got any questions i would recommend that you head over to youtube and use that comment list for questions i will always obviously keep an eye on it and if if i see anything come up then i will forward it to our esteemed panel and we can keep that conversation going you know because it's a really cool topic but obviously we'll also be keeping the conversation going from a slightly different angle in a week's time which if you listen to the podcast ultimately means that it will be in episode 187 but we will be recording it live on february the 27th at eight o'clock and it's going to be how to set up a massage therapy business part two in a rented room which essentially for a lot of people means in a gym or might be in another practice so if you are listening to this podcast and it's not that date yet and you're an sta member then contact me, Matt, at the sta.co.uk if you'd like to come up on the panel and just share your experience like these good people have done here. It's so interesting hearing from fellow clinicians about the the, advi- the, the recommendations and the advice and the, the tips which comes out tonight. It's been incredible. So if you'd like to be part of that, then then do email me. And then in two weeks' time, in episode 188, which is going to be March the 5th, I think, that'll be all about how to set up a massage therapy business, doing mobile work, and events and probably crossing over, you know, like our good uh, Louise Asher here does. So yeah, if, if that's your bag and you've got experience and things you share, then again, contact me, Matt, at the sta.co.uk or find me on social media. Even if it's one chat live, just find me and message me saying, Matt, 
might want to be on the panel because uh, it's okay, isn't it, guys? It's not as nerve wracking as sometimes you think it's going to be. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, <laughs> thank you to my wonderful panel tonight my co-host nikki mansfield thank you very much and to hannah tabran joe holloway louise asher steve kirby and gary benson who was in the lounge tonight as opposed to on cam so thank you for everybody who joined us in the lounge as well and if you are listening to the podcast then do please leave us a rating and a review it just it's, it just helps us appear higher in the rankings which means the good word gets out there no one makes any money out of it it's just about spreading the good word of our guests to a larger audience and the only way we can do that is by people leaving ratings and reviews so do take time please to do that and if you are listening to the podcast and you want to join us live and network then yeah come along to the sports therapy association youtube channel or the facebook page or the facebook open group and you can hang out with us and it'd be lovely to see you and you can share your opinions um, directly with our guests So that's it. Thank you very much. Um, And uh, don't forget, most importantly, take care of each other. You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast, putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy.